If you don't know, now you know. It's your host, Real Talk Sports. Here to give you that real talk. Uh, what it is, yo? What's up? We are here. Chilling. Got Mike coming on for another segment of Mike'd Up. And also, if you check the description, I'm going to put all the timestamps so that you can get to the part you want to listen to the most. Make it easy like that, easy for you to navigate, easy for you to find what you like. Uh, like and subscribe everywhere or whatever you do. I'm talking like this is YouTube. Um, but definitely be on the lookout for more episodes. Uh, we we back at it. We every week now. Football's back. We back. Um, so I'm going to go ahead. Let's get this podcast started. We're going to kick off at Urban Meyer. Hey, Mike, what's up, man? Hello, Tay. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good, man. Long time no speak. Yeah, we've uh, kind of uh, had busy schedules and had a chance to do this. Well, I'm glad to have you back in the fold for another episode of Mic'd Up. Glad to be here, Tay. All right, man. So some time has passed since we initially talked about what we were going to, what the topics were going to be, but it is very relevant still. And uh, let's lead off with the Urban Meyer situation. What are, what are your thoughts on it? Honestly, uh, I do not think they are treating him very fairly there at Ohio State. Uh, <clears throat> the situation at hand, I don't get the action by any means, but uh, it has nothing to do with football. Absolutely nothing to do with football. Okay, that's a different that's a different perspective, man. I really, I really hadn't heard anybody go from, take it from that standpoint that it's not related to to football games and to the program, even though it is a coaching staff, but that is so it shouldn't affect the workplace. But um, I think the wife and he both work the wife and he both work at the school, so they were like having it as a Title IX issue, but. From my 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 point of view is I believe Every Meyer will lose his job. Um, I know news came out that he went through the proper channels and he reported it like he should have, but he was aware of it and he didn't let him go beforehand. And I, from what I've heard, the reason that he let him go was because of uh, the trespassing uh, charge that he had recently had. So you think he loses his job? <sighs> Ultimately, yes, I think he will get let go at Ohio State. And that's a question that I have for you. If if indeed uh, he does get let go at Ohio State, what is next for Meyer? ESPN TV. Uh, I think I think he's – nobody's going to – after what happened at Florida with the uh, 31 arrests in five years um, – that he shows that he can't control uh, a program or he doesn't have a pulse on what's going on around the program. And that that could fall under the NCAA um, sanction of like lack of institutional control that they've been slapping everybody with uh, in recent years. So I don't think anybody, if anything happens, there's going to be a show clause, a show, show and cause um, kind of suspension for him. Uh, maybe five years. I'm thinking because because the NCAA has to uh, 
has is going to step in. I feel like they're going to step in. They don't have to, but I believe they will. See, I don't, I don't know that uh, that's going to be the case. Uh, I honestly okay. feel like that if Urban gets let go to Ohio State, he's going to bounce back somewhere else because the chance for a program to make that splash higher of Urban Meyer and go from mediocre to really good in two to three years, like that's going to be wonders for your program over a 10-year period. And I think that someone's going to take a chance on him, whether it be LSU or, like, I don't know, we'll say like the Baylor incident. They already have problems as far as how people look at their – program from a perspective from an image standpoint and so why not give Urban Meyer a chance to, to shoot for stars I mean I don't know I just honestly feel like not done and that he will get another chance from somebody okay see I, I didn't think I, I kind of felt like he would be off limits after uh, after the issues at Florida and now the ones here in Ohio well, State um, most of the big yeah, well, ahead. see, here's the thing. If if the NCAA does him, did the Art Brawl situation, which I don't think they will because it's not as drastic in my opinion, um, then if they do him like they did the Art Brawl situation at Baylor, then yes, he will be untouchable. But if it's nothing like that, then uh, I think he might take a year off from football, but then he comes back with a uh, with a pass, say. <laughs> That's interesting, man. I, I I hate to see him lose his job because of the, what he's doing at Ohio State, and I think Ohio State being good at football and being relevant is good for college football. But I just feel like they're. I feel like the uh, the weekend there are a lot of buyout talk. That's what I I just I'm thinking. I think it's like a twenty one million dollar buyout. Mm-hmm. From what I've been reading. All right, man. So we got we got Urban Meyer out the way. Hope he doesn't lose his job. So we got to see the start of the preseason. Were you impressed at all by anyone? Uh, I I, uh, I watched the Hall of Fame game Thursday night, and uh, Lamar Jackson and RG three both had their moments where they looked uh looked pretty decent. Uh, the question is, is that does RG three do enough for the Ravens to carry three quarters? Because Flacco is going to be the starter, you're not going to cut Lamar Jackson. So, is RG three going to, going to make the roster? Is my question. Uh, no, I don't think he makes the roster. I just don't. I just don't see them carrying three quarterbacks, and they did draft Lamar Jackson in the first round. So that, without a doubt, is the quarterback they're going to have for the future. Um, RG three, I think he was just maybe a camp arm. Hate to say it like that, but. His time is coming gone in the NFL. I hope I hope you're wrong. Like uh, I hope RG three does maybe not make the Ravens roster the roster period. Uh, I mean, there are worse quarterback situations in the NFL than uh, the one the Ravens have, and so uh, <laughs> I hope somebody takes a chance on him because I think RG three in the NFL is is good for football. Yeah, he's definitely a very exciting player. Um, I just think he needs to get over the injury bug. He's kind of had some bad luck uh, 
starting with what happened in the Redskins and then what happened in Cleveland. Um, but I do hope – I really hope he bounces back because I, I enjoy watching him play. He's a very exciting player to very watch. Very exciting player. You're exactly right. So, of the rookie quarterbacks, see, I, of the rookie quarterbacks, who do you think is going to be the best? Who's in the best situation? Uh, believe it or not, it's going to be Josh Rosen in Arizona. Um, we both agree on that. He has a uh, he has an absolute perfect situation there, where a new coaching staff coming in. It's going to be a new scheme. Everybody's starting from kind of from scratch, and uh, I think he can beat out the other quarterbacks there and be the starter from day one in Arizona. Because he the has. He has the tools to do it, but he also has the weapons around him. You got David Johnson, one of the best running backs in the NFL, and you got Larry Fitzgerald, who is in his retirement. Um, I think Rosen has the best shot now. I think Sam Diarno. Uh, I think he starts in New York before the end of the year. I think that Baker Mayfield starts in Cleveland before the end of the year. But uh, uh, I hope not. I'm not sure how much that Lamar Jackson and uh, Josh Allen in Buffalo will uh, will actually play this year. Now, if AJ McCarron you know comes in and, and plays like a uh, pure crap, then obviously Josh Allen will get shot. But I think Sean McDermott's a great coach, and uh, I think McCarron's going to do uh, a decent enough job to keep it. Uh, <clears throat> I believe uh I believe Josh Rosen is definitely in the best position. He has the most around him. Um I believe Dick, David Johnson didn't get hurt last year. The Cardinals could have had a shot at a playoff spot. Now I do I do like the weapons that he has at receiver. Uh, he has Larry Fitzgerald, so independable and he does have some burners on the outside and um JJ Brown. So I really do really do like the situation that he's in. Now of the quarterbacks I think start at some point this season. I hope Baker Mayfield doesn't start. I, I would really like for him to sit for a year and they kind of let Tyrod do his thing. Um, but mostly just so Baker doesn't have to get behind that offensive line. Because I feel like it's not where it needs to be at this point after losing Joe Thomas to retirement. Let me see. Josh Allen, I think he, I think he doesn't start. I think Nathan Peterman will be the starter up there. Or I think he'll be the third third string of be AJ McCarron, Nathan Peterman, and then Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson, I think around week ten, because I believe they have a bye that week. Um, after week ten, we should see him if they're if they don't have a shot at the playoffs. Well, see, here's the uh, here's the thing about Mayfield and Cleveland is that Hugh Jackson is one in thirty one in two years there. So I think it's safe to say that he's on the hot seat right now. Um, so say the Browns start 0-2, 0-3, 0-4, they have the Steelers and the Saints open up the year. All right, so, I mean, if they're going to start 0-2, barring some miracle. Um, I think they beat the Steelers. They always play the Steelers well. I don't well. think they're going to beat the Steelers at all. Um, With no Le'Veon Bell? I still don't think they beat the Steelers. I don't know. It's just going to stop the Steelers from scoring. <clears throat> the Steelers start slow. I, just, I, don't, I got I faith in them. I don't see it at all. But say the Browns start. Say the Browns start one and four. 
and you got Hugh Jackson, who at that point would be what two and thirty-five. All right, what what is he going to mm-hmm. do to try to keep his job? Is he going to keep going with Tyrod Taylor, or is he going to get Baker Mayfield a chance? See, that's why. I... Okay, okay, I see where that's you're coming why from. I think Mayfield's going to start by the end of the year because. Hugh Jackson's going to have nowhere else to turn to try to keep his job. So you you feel like he – how many wins does he need to keep his job? Hugh Jackson? Um, about about eight or nine. Yeah. Uh, you think that's no, possible? I don't think it is at all. Uh, the, uh, I think six would keep his job. I think six keeps his job. The, uh, NS, the, the AFC North is uh, super competitive, super tough with the – Steelers, the Ravens, and the Bengals. I think the Bengals bounce back this year. Uh, do you I really? really do. Uh, I'm a huge Marvin Lewis fan. I've always, had, always been. And, uh, I mean, you still have one of the best receivers in football. And if Andy Dalton can ever be consistent for one year, which uh, he has yet to do that in the NFL, um, yes, I, I really do think the Bengals bounce back. Well, the Bengals definitely have weapons for Andy Dalton to, to throw to A.J. Green uh, going across the middle. And John Ross, if he can stay healthy, blowing the top off the coverage. Now, I am in the the majority that thinks Marvin Lewis has had way too long to write the ship in Cincinnati. So I'm thinking he needs a big year. He needs He needs a, he needs to win a playoff game and have a shot. Well, I completely agree he needs to win a playoff game, but just the fact that uh, he's been good for so long there in Cincinnati, then I think he deserves as long as he needs. I mean, I hope he retires in Cincinnati. I really do. Wow. But, I mean, here, here's another question for you. Like, besides Hugh Jackson, what other coaches do you think need a great most to keep their job? Uh, Dirk Cutter I in do. Tampa. Um I just don't see Jameis maturing at all. Um, I'm not saying it's all his fault. He can't be with him 24 hours a day. But he does need the help. He should have helped him grow more as a man. So he wouldn't keep getting in the same trouble that he got into when he was at Florida State. Um, let me see another coach. John Harbaugh. I think. I mean. Um, Harbaugh. Is it John? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. John Harbaugh in Baltimore. I think he needs to make a playoff run to keep his job. Who are some that, that well, come see, to your I completely mind? agree with Dirk Cutter, but the thing about Dirk Cutter is with the whole Jameis Winston situation, you can't help a four-year-old kid. I mean, <laughs> that's exactly what Jameis Winston um, But, yes, I do think Dirk Cutter needs to uh, at least make the playoffs to keep his job in Tampa. And in the super competitive NFC South, I do not see that happening at all. Um, but I think the three main ones that are on my list here are going to be Hugh Jackson in Cleveland. We just touched on him. Uh, Vance mm-hmm. Joseph in uh, Denver. He's uh, only going to his yes, second year, though. I really think he needs to make the playoffs for John Elway to say that, yes, I made the right hire. Uh, I mean, you just brought in Case Keenum for all this money. And uh, guaranteed yes, money, guaranteed. <laughs> and you have a uh, kind of a rebuilt defense there, and you still have Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, a wide receiver. Uh, 
I think the Broncos need to make the playoffs for him to keep his job. And last on my list is uh, Jay Gruden in uh, Washington. Really? Uh, I really think he has to make the playoffs for Daniel Snyder to be like, yes, okay, you're going to be back for your fifth year, sixth year, whatever it is now. Um, Because he's only made the playoffs once, remember that. Okay. I didn't realize he only made it once, and they lost in the first round. That's correct? correct, yes. So he doesn't have any playoff wins. Um, he doesn't have a running back to, to build around. He doesn't have a quarterback to build around. I think they should have drafted a quarterback. I think that would have given him more time. Um, so that way he can at least say that he's grooming his quarterback of the future and buy him some time, kind of like what I thought Joan Fox was going to do a couple, last year with Mitchell Trubisky, but he ended up putting him out there. Um, I always think coaches, when they draft rookie quarterbacks and they know they're, know they're on the hot seat, they should let those rookies sit on the bench. That way, you can always say, well, you got to let me develop my guy just to buy you some more well, time. The thing about John Fox in Chicago is, don't get me wrong, I think Matt and coach is going to be outstanding. I don't think Andy Reid coaching, I think it's going to be a great fit. But the whole John Fox situation, uh, I mean, you had Mike Glennon at quarterback. Uh, your only other option was, like, bringing back Devin Hester and putting him at quarterback. I, <laughs> I, uh, I don't think there was much of a choice there when you signed Mike Glennon in the offseason. That was more of the general manager than it was John Fox. Uh, I think he got the uh, – Stored into the stick there in Chicago. I think he would have built a really, really, really good team. Sorry about that, Mike. We got cut off. Yeah, yeah, we got disconnected there. All right, man. Do you remember where you were? Yeah, I was talking about John Fox. What was the last thing you heard? Uh, well, he you said he had Mike Glennon. Didn't have too many options. Uh, he could have brought back Devin Hester. Yes, could have brought back Devin Hester to be a better option than Mike Glennon. But like I said, <laughs> uh, I think that was more to do with the general manager than it was John Fox, as far as. The quarterback situation there. All right. So, do you think any any coaches in the AFC East are at risk? Are there any coaches in the AFC East at risk? Let's see. You got Belichick, no. Um, Sean McDermott, no. Uh, Adam Gase in Miami, yes and no. I don't think there is a better option. Uh, other than Adam Gase, if you were to fire him, who do you bring in? Uh, I really like Adam Gase, and I think that if you give him a chance, he will build the Dolphins into something special. Um, but Todd Bowles in uh, New York, yes. Uh, I don't know if he gets another year without them making some serious steps in the right direction. And the AFC East is super tough. Like right now, here's my predictions for the AFC East. I mean – I think the Jets finished fourth, obviously. 
Uh, I think they're going mm-hmm. to win at least at least six games. I think they go five and eleven, six and ten, somewhere in that time that uh, that record. Uh, I think Adam Gase gets eight wins in Miami this year. Uh, here's the interesting part: people are going to think I'm crazy, but New England oh, lost way too much and rebuild their roster. But I, I still have New England in the division. Don't get me wrong. Um, Okay. But I think New England and Buffalo finished with the same record uh, top of the uh, at ten and six. Dude, no, that's a bold prediction. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to jot that down. Gonna have to do a timestamp and uh, make sure we be able to come back to this at the end of the season and see if you're right or if you're yes, wrong. Yes, and I'll probably be wrong because the next Tom Brady <laughs> will probably win at least twelve games just to make me look bad. <laughs> no, he's not angry this year, man. So, I have I have it I have it going exactly the same way. Um, I think the surprise team is going to be Miami. Um, I know they lost a lot at receiver in Jarvis Landry, but I do believe Ryan Tannehill finally stays healthy for a season. We get to see his potential with Adam Gaze, and I really and and I really want Ryan Tannehill to uh, to perform well, play well, because I think he makes that comp that that division better. Um, I don't think they come in second. But, yeah, they're coming in second. I think they come in second. So it's going to be Patriots, Dolphins, Bills, Jets. See, that's, that's a pretty bold prediction. See, I, the Dolphins did lose a lot, but the people they lost, like Jarvis Landry, Jay Ajayi last year, and uh, Nick Adam Sue, um, mm-hmm. they're all kind of big personalities. Right, right. You, I think a lot of that had to do with reshaping the team, um, giving the team a new face. I think they're all all in on Tannehill. You definitely saw that because they didn't draft the quarterback in the first round, which they had an opportunity to. Um, so that let me know that they were really all in on Ryan Tannehill. And that's perfectly fine. I also think that part of the reason they were gone was to, yes, reshape the locker room, but to also kind of uh... – Give the locker room more of a team feel than more of a me feel. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. <clears throat> and I think that was a lot to do with Adam Gase trying to to put his own stamp on the team. And uh, I mean, I really do hope he gets at least one more year in Miami to try to kind of build his own roster. Uh, but I just I don't know if he's going to get another year after after he goes eight and eight this year. All right, so let's switch. Let's switch to uh, conferences, and let's talk about the NFC East, the always competitive NFC East. Um, what do you have the Eagles uh, first? I think the Eagles are first at eleven and five. And okay. and I really don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be like if Carson Wentz is going to come back and be healthy and play, or if you're going to see Nick Foles for the majority of the year. Here's my question: If Nick Foles starts the year and say they start three and zero, four and zero. And Carson Wentz is like, I'm ready. I'm 100% healthy. Do you bench Nick Foles and put Carson Wentz back in the, in there? Ooh, that's a good question. I, I'm I'm staying with a hot hand until Nick Foles gives me a reason to pull him. Uh, it could be two or three interceptions and a half. Then I and then I switch switch QBs. But you don't you don't rock a ship if it's not. If there's not if it's not sinking, man. And so, um, so, so say Nick Foles starts the whole year, 
and then he loses in the NFC Championship game. All right. Which one gets traded in the offseason, Carson Wentz or Nick Foles? Nick Foles. So you think he does all this for the great city of Philadelphia, and then they say, all right, well, we're going to trade you to uh, Cleveland or, you know, to Denver or to wherever. Um, Yeah, I mean, I agree with you that he would be the one to go, but if if you're not going to uh, go all in on Nick Foles or whoever you have at quarterback, then, I mean, you might as well just start Carson Wentz from the start. Let him get out there in a wheelchair if he has to. And I hate the way that that this could go, just because I feel like you shouldn't lose your starting position, starting spot, due to injury. But that's going to very well be the case if Nick Foles starts well and he continues to play well, the team rallies around him. Because they, they got better on defense. Uh, I know Michael Bennett is at the end of his career, but he is still a force um, when he plays against plays against uh when he played against teams in the NFC West. So I feel like the Eagles continue to get better. Um just getting back Carson Wentz make them that much better. So you have the Cowboys second? I do. Uh, I'll go ahead and give you the rundown of uh how I have the NFC East. I have the Eagles, the Cowboys, and I actually have the Redskins and Giants uh kind of tied for that third fourth spot there. Uh, I do think the Giants make a, have a kind of a bounce back year, um, and I think they're going to win it. You know, probably seven or eight games. The same thing with the Redskins. Like I really love Alex Smith, the quarterback. Uh, I just don't know how much help he actually has around him there in Washington. Uh, he's definitely not going to have a talent he had when he was in Kansas City. Not even close. And as far as the Cowboys go. Uh, I think the Cowboys are going to win, you know, nine games, eight or nine games. Uh, well, the question is, is who's going to step up at receiver without Des Bryant? Don't get me wrong. I think Jerry Jones finally pulling the plug on Des Bryant was the greatest thing the Cowboys could have did. Um, right. But, I mean, you still you lose that talent. Regardless of his off-the-field issues, you still lose that talent on the field. And, uh, I mean, he's going to be the go-to wide receiver now there in uh, Dallas. Is it going to be Terrence Williams? Is it going to be Cole Beasley? Who's it going to be? Lost Jason Whitney retired. Um, right. I mean, are teams going to put nine, ten guys in the box to stop Ezekiel Elliott and make Dak Prescott throw the ball to beat him? I mean, what's, what's going to go on there in Dallas? So, uh, I, I know Dak, when he gets in front of me, he wants teams to stack the box against him so he can throw over the top. But I think their biggest mistake uh, in the offseason was letting Bryce Butler go because um, he was he was a complete package. He just needed more time he had. He was a Des Bryant tight body, but more athletic and more quick, more fast. Um, so by letting him go, you kind of lose that guy that can take it off, that can blow the top off the coverage and, and, and force teams not to uh, – Stack the box, and I feel like I've been watching a lot of undisputed and and Skip Bayless believes Zeke Elliott will go for Eric Dickerson's single season record, and there's no chance because nobody is going to respect Dak Prescott as a passer after what he showed last year when you took away Dak. I mean Zeke, Zeke. So so I, I believe they're going to stack the box and they're going to force. Dak Prescott to uh, be a quarterback, and I still think he's at that point in his career, especially with the weapons that he that he lacks. 
Well, here's my question. Um, where do you think Des Bryant ends up? Man. Do you think he has a chance at the Steelers? <laughs> no. Uh, you don't? Mike Tomlin is not going to put up with that mess. Green Bay? Uh, once again, Mike McCarthy is not going to put up with that mess. <laughs> I think Mike McCarthy might be on the hot seat. or It's, it's getting warm. I think it's getting warm. I think if um, they let Mike McCarthy go, it would be the worst mistake they made since they let Mike Holmgren go years ago. Uh, well, Joe Philbin, Joe Philbin is back as OC, back when uh, the Packers' offense was considered one of the most high-powered offenses. So I'm excited to see what, that, what happens with that. But Des Bryant, he's not even – he's not – dude, he's not – he's not on the team now in preseason starting. I don't think he's going to be on the team this, this – uh, You don't this think season. nobody signs him? No. I hope you're right because I think Des Bryant out of football is great for football. Um, <laughs> like, I really do. Uh, I think he is – I think if him and Jameis Winston were both out of football, it would be better for the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a team that needs a wide receiver that can't do anything. Like, maybe – all right. Des does demand attention. Um, but after about a month, he got released three months ago. After about a month, um, after the Redskins inside him, I didn't think uh, he was going to find a place. He's turned down the Ravens, I believe. Are you there? You have any places? You... Yeah, yeah, I'm here. You have any places you think he'll end um, up? No, really. Uh, I hope he ends up sitting on the couch watching NFL Sunday Ticket this year. That's what I hope happens. Um, <laughs> I, like I said, I really do. I think that Des Bryant and James Winston both, if they were both out of the NFL, would be better for the NFL. Um, wow. I mean, that's a couple of four-year-olds that uh, they can't be controlled, and uh, they're all about me, 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 me. And uh, that is that is very 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 bad football. Man, I just I want I don't know I'm on the fence because he doesn't bring another dimension to an offense. He doesn't he 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 runs three routes. Um, he runs a dig. He runs a slant. And he runs a back shoulder fade. That's all he runs. Um, he's so limited with his route tree. There's not – man, dude, there's not a team that I can think of that want him, especially not at this point, unless we see an injury. And uh, Kelvin Benjamin is always on that injury bug watch. Yep. <clears throat> All right, Tay. It's time for me to put you on the spot. Okay, man. Let's see All what right, we this, this is about college football. Do you okay. have a question about uh, – the Urban Meyer situation here at Ohio State. All right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as of right now, Urban Meyer is on administrative leave, and, you know, they've hired a little board to determine if he's going to keep his job or not. Um, So, if Urban Meyer does not get fired at Ohio State this year, it's a two-part question. So, if he does not get fired, or, you know, do they make the playoffs? 
if he does indeed get fired and Ryan Day is promoted or whoever the interim head coach, if I don't even remember, um, do they do they make the playoffs with the interim head coach? No, no, they don't. If he gets fired, there, I think while the players are in position to make a college football playoff run, I still think there are times in the season that you'll need an Urban Meyer decision. Um, rather it be going for going forward on on at like the 40-yard line in opposing territory or in your own territory. Um, that's an Urban Meyer call. And I feel like Ryan Day, uh, I don't think he would have the balls to make that, that call because Urban Meyer definitely uh, empowers his players. Um, and and it, it comes with a lot of trial and error. I'm sure at Bowling Green, he went forward on four downs a lot and didn't get it. Uh, the jump pass with Tebow, that was a that was a gut call that he made, and you see where where that lifted Florida, the Florida program. Just decisions like that, uh, I don't think Ryan Day would have the experience to make those kind of decisions. So no, they don't they don't make it without Urban Meyer to just be out coached. So the other part to the question was uh, Urban Meyer. This is you know all in the future. Urban Meyer gets fired, and uh, who is the next head coach at Ohio State? Ooh. All right, give me some time to think about some – the next coach. I think it would – they make big splashes, man. Um – you know who I would love to see? Manny Diaz get a coaching position. Because um, he's so horrible, and I would like to see <laughs> him fail, fail on the big stage. Um, dude, that is a good question. Maybe Philip Montgomery? Yeah. <sighs> what do you think? You don't think so? He's not big enough of a splash? I think that if, uh, if they do decide to get rid of Urban Meyer, that uh, there's only a couple of big names that they could possibly make splash hires with. I honestly think they could get Tom Herman to leave Texas and come up there. Um, he'd be really, the, he'd be the first guy. He'd be he'd be the first one on the list. Um, the second guy I would call would probably be uh, to see if I can get Dabo Sweeney to leave Clemson. No, no, I don't think I don't so. Think, would you call? I don't, I don't think he leaves either, but I would give him a call to see. Um, and then the, the third one is going to be to, uh, and you you might laugh at this, but I mean, if you want to go for the, the you got to you got to make at least make the call to see if you can get Chip Kelly to leave UCLA. No, man. What about Lincoln Riley? Uh. I don't know if he's going to leave Oklahoma, to be honest with you. Okay. I'm, you can give him a call for sure. But, see, I don't I don't know that there's going to be a guy out there like a Chip Kelly or a Dabo Sweeney or Tom Herman that uh, 
would want to leave their current job to come to Ohio State, but especially okay. Let's let's just see what the NCAA does. I mean, if they actually give them some kind of punishment for this, you know, mm-hmm. then uh, then that's going to change the, the landscape drastically as far as who the coach is going to be. But uh, I mean, if, if the program is not touched by anything other than just Urban Meyer getting fired, then then yes, you might see a huge shakeup in the college football coaching world this off season. I just don't. I don't see Chip Kelly leaving UCLA before he gets a chance. I think at home in LA. I think he's at home. Uh, that's where players like the Anthony Thomas came from. Um, so yeah, he's he's proven he's he's a proven recruiter in the LA area. So I think I think that's like his home away from home. Um, Tom Herman, I, man, that that. It'd be interesting because he came from Ohio State, correct? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was actually at Iowa State, and uh, Urban Meyer brought him to Ohio State to be the offense coordinator, and uh, that's kind of where his his career became uh, that got that launching point to where he got on the national radar, and uh, you know then he ended up getting a job at at Houston and now at Texas. So now you mentioned Iowa State. What about Matt Campbell? Love Matt Campbell. Um, you think he would? I don't know. Go across conference. I don't know that he will get uh, the national recognition that he deserves um, to parlay that into a bigger job. Uh, I think he's at Iowa State for a few years, but uh, I don't know as far as a bigger gig where he would end up. Um, the perfect fit would probably be. Somewhere like a, uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna say somewhere like um, in Arizona State or a Washington, to where they kind of have that national relevance, but they're not like a huge big time program. And uh, I think I don't think Chris Peterson's getting fired at Washington anytime soon. I was just using that as an example. Um, but I think he would be better suited in a program like that instead of going from Iowa State to uh, like a Notre Dame or, or Michigan or something like that. You know who I forgot to mention, man? Who? And you're going to be like, dude, you forgot him too? Lane Kiffin, man. That would be a big splash. I, I didn't right? hear who you said. Lane Kiffin. Oh, Lane Kiffin? Oh, Okay, uh, <laughs> Lane Kiffin leaving Florida Atlantic to go to Ohio State would be a big step up. Um, and don't get me wrong, I love Lane Kiffin, and I think Lane Kiffin has matured, you know, well beyond his years. But uh, you know, thinking about it, that would be crazy. Can you imagine the the trash talking between him and uh, Jim Harbaugh there at Michigan? Um, yeah. He, he- Jim Harbaugh is definitely going to lose his job um, if Lane Kiffin goes to Ohio State. You know, I don't, I don't think Harbaugh is going to lose his job anytime soon. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't beat rivals, man. I mean, yeah, he can beat Lane Kiffin, and uh, no, no, not with the guys at Ohio State. Depending on what happens this year with the Urban Meyer situation, I think it could be Harbaugh's year with Shea Patterson at quarterback. 
could lead Michigan to a Big Ten title. Um, and don't get me wrong, I hope Wisconsin beats everyone, and I hope Wisconsin is the one that wins the Big Ten title. Um, but having Jim Harbaugh in, in college football is really good for college football. Um, I mean, he took Colin Kaepernick to the Super Bowl. The pinnacle of Kaepernick's <laughs> career right there was going to the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah, I think Harbaugh sticks around for a while. Okay, man, this is a little off base, a little off topic, but did you see Johnny Manziel's CFL debut? I caught some highlights and I read the uh, I read a little article uh, about the game, but I did not watch it. Man, I t- I watched the first the first half, I believe. I was sitting through it to the other team so many times. I was like, man, I really I really want to end in the NFL, but at this rate, I don't see it. And Mike Sherman. Is who uh, is his coach with the Alouettes, and I, I thought that would be the perfect match since that's who recruited him to Texas A and M. But well, here's, here's the thing: is that we actually I told you this, you know, months ago, that if he went to the Canadian Football League and actually showed that he wanted to just play football and leave all the off the field issues behind him, got the NFL. And uh, so far, he's actually kind of done that in the Canadian Football League. But uh, if he continues to uh, throw the ball to the other team, um, <laughs> then I, I don't think he's going to ever end up in the NFL again. Uh, and I think that uh, that's a bad thing because I, I really, really, really would love to see Johnny Manziel in an NFL uniform. I definitely, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. Well, Mike, I won't keep you too much longer. Um, looking forward to giving the people a Southern Miss football preview. Oh, well, we'll definitely do that. I definitely been working on it, and uh, I'll definitely get with you on that. And we are going to do NFC West, NFC West next week. Yeah, we'll do NFC and AFC West next week. All right, sounds good to me, man. I'm gonna see if you'd rather have Le'Veon Bell or Todd Gurley. We'll leave that. We'll leave that for next week, man. I appreciate you. I had to think about that. All right, you're welcome, Tay. We'll talk to you. All right, man. Peace. It did the outro, baby. Yeah. Did my little Wayne impression right there. I appreciate y'all for listening, man. And checking this podcast out. Uh, if you have any ideas, thoughts, topics that you want to share, call in. Let me know. Uh, it's gonna be. 769-242-1615 for the voicemail uh, powered by Google Voice and if you into backpacks check out Muslim Backpacks it's M-U-Z-M-M underscore backpacks on Instagram go to their website and uh, use the promo code Real Talk and get you some cool backpacks and I appreciate y'all for listening see y'all next week peace